Press means to apply force. When God said press, prayer reaches every single situation. He gave us permission to apply force to every situation that we will go through. And in this podcast, we are going to learn to apply force to what's applying pressure to us. Greetings, everybody. Let's head back to 2 Samuel this week, chapter 5. If you did not listen to the previous weeks of podcasts, I would highly suggest it. We are going through the Bible in order, not chapter by chapter or verse by verse, but prayer by prayer, sequentially. And so a lot of these prayers are connected or the times before it, they fill in the gaps of the stories themselves. This time in 2 Samuel, as we look to the prayer that is in chapter 5, we have to look at chapter 4 as well, because when we last talked, David was just becoming king of Israel. And the Bible says that he reigned in Hebron seven and a half years. It has now been about seven and a half years. And he's reigned over Judah during that time, but not over Israel. The kingdom was split, so they were not unified. But as it would happen in chapter four, the king of Israel is murdered. That king of Israel's name was Ishibopheth, and he was the son of Saul that Abner had put in place to be king of Israel when Saul died. And so Ishibopheth dies, not in a natural manner, but he is murdered by two men, and they are brothers, and their names are Rechab and Banna. And they break into Ishibopheth's house, and they kill him while he is sleeping. And they bring his head to David. I don't know what's wrong with these people sometimes. Not even for the murder as much as bringing it to David. Maybe it's just the fact we just did last week's podcast and somebody tried something similar with Saul. But they don't seem to know David at all or understand the way he thinks because he's not happy about this. He says to them when they bring him as Shibosheth's head, When one told me, saying, Behold, Saul is dead, thinking to have brought good tidings, I took hold of him and slew him in Ziklag. Who thought that I would have given him a reward for his tidings? How much more when wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house upon his bed? Shall I not therefore now require his blood of your hand and take you away from the earth? And David commanded his young men, and they slew them and cut off their hands and their feet and hanged them up over the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishibosheth and buried it in the sepulcher of Abner in Hebron. So they thought, we're doing this for you, and we're bringing you the kingdom. And he doesn't want it like that. He didn't want to kill Saul. He did not want to kill Saul's children. And he didn't want you to do it either. David was, this was not a gang. David was following the Lord and he was not willing to take the throne at any cost. Likewise, he also must have known that when they have no respect for one king, they will not have respect for the other. I keep pointing that out because I want you, as you're reading the scriptures, to understand you don't want to make alliances with people who have broken alliances elsewhere. They will not be loyal confidants, friends, workers, co-workers to you if they're breaking alliances and coming to you. That's not what you want, and that's not what David wanted. With that said, 
when Shibbosheth is found dead, the men of Israel, the elders of Israel, they do come to David. And they come to David to serve him. They come to David to unify the kingdom. As I said, the kingdom was divided into two. Judah, of which David was king, and Israel, of which Shibosheth was king. And so now the elders of Israel are saying, bring us together. We're brothers. We should be together. David has always thought of them as brothers, and they had not forgotten that. They said to David, when Saul was king over us, thou was he that led us out and brought us in Israel. And the Lord said to thee, thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. They remembered, you led us to battle. You always were there. We want to bring the kingdom together. And so the elders of Israel came to the king in Hebron, and David made a league with them before the Lord, and they anointed David king of Israel. And he was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned for 40 years, seven and a half of those in Hebron, and the other 33 and a half, and the other 33 years in Jerusalem. So he now moves the kingdom, the capital, to Jerusalem. And when he does that, the Philistines come and they begin to encamp the city. They heard David is king and they are ready to fight. Now, I don't know what their motives are. I really haven't looked at it other than they were ongoing enemies anyway. I do wonder if they remember how David tricked them back in the day when he dwelt among them. But that was now eight, ten years ago. Either way, there is no love lost between Israel and the Philistines. So when the Philistines hear that David has been anointed king over Israel, they come to seek David. And David heard of it and went down to the hold in verse 17. So then in verse 18 of chapter 5, the Philistines have spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David is now inquiring of the Lord. Hold on. The Philistines have now spread themselves in the valley, and David is inquiring of the Lord, Shall I go up? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go. And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And so the Bible says in verse 20, And David came to baal Perazim, and David smote them there, and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me, as the breach of waters. Therefore, he called the name of the place, that place, Belperzim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley. And when David inquired of the Lord, so now we're on battle two. David and his men, they won the first battle, and the Philistines had run away. They burned their images and their idols. But these Philistines just don't know when to quit. They're back again. And that leads David to pray again. Important lesson here about prayer. Just because you're facing the same fight doesn't mean you face it the same way. So it's important to get this strategy from God and pray each time because you don't know how he'll do it this time. And such is the case here in 2 Samuel because when David inquires of the Lord again, In verse 23, the Lord said to David, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself, 
For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. In other words, he let David fight them head on in the previous round. In verse 19, just go out and fight. Just go get them. But this time, the Lord said, you know what? You don't want to fight them head on. We're not going to go straight out. I want you to listen for the sound. I want you to compass around about them, go around them, and then attack. The Lord is a man of war and a man of strategy, the Bible lets you know. He knows how to fight. And he didn't want to do it the way he had done it before. He wanted to do it in a, he wanted to use a different strategy this time. And it was important that David was aligned with God for the strategy for that moment. You have to know how to fight this battle. This battle may look like the battles before it, but that doesn't mean it is. You have to know how to fight in this moment, this battle, this time. Some fights in our lives are reoccurring and there are things that seem to keep coming for us, but you can't handle it like you did last time. You have to know what the Lord is saying this time. Today, my prayer for you is that you get the strategy for today's fight. Today's fight may sound and look like yesterday's fight, But guess what? You made it out of yesterday. When you woke up this morning, yesterday was gone. And so you can't fight today with yesterday's strategy. You have to know what the Lord is wanting from you today. And it is our delight to go before an awesome God who always knows what time it is and ask him how to do it. Start your day with, God, what is my strategy for today's fight? And watch God help you in every day, in every way, every time. I pray that you let God lead you and that you take today's win in his name. God bless you and do not forget to press because prayer reaches every single situation. Join the movement. Join the community. Like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Visit us at PressToPray.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Did you know that when you are quiet, your voice is missing to God's ears? I know some of us have prayed and we're wondering, how long should I pray about this? Why should I pray if God already knows? How will I know God is answering? And what do I do when I feel like God's not listening? But God is listening for your voice. It's too quiet in this world for the troubles we have. You have to raise your voice and God wants to hear from you. It's Too Quiet, a book about prayer, is designed to answer your prayer questions and build your faith. Visit PressToPray.com.